The following episode can be viewed on the YouTube channel Bernie or Bust Television. Good morning, USA, and welcome to another episode of the Bernie or Bust Show. Boy, do we have a hullabaloo. We've got memories of Mimi Roca. Do you remember Mimi Roca? She was the snarling MSNBC analyst, uh, lawyer, whatever she was, and she had this to say. I'm not sure why I think Bernie is anti-woman. I'm not the political analyst here. And then she said something like, he makes my skin crawl. And then I put words in her mouth. I have to admit, I did. Perhaps I identify with Warren because she's also a hardworking elitist white woman who says the right things to make people like her. Fuck it. Let's be real. Bernie wants to allow everyone access to my lifestyle, and I don't like it. Here's a screenshot of another, uh, this is CNN, of another snarling, sneering elitist. And she's, she's pretty much just doubling down on what Mimi Roca said. They're really desperate to take Bernie down, and they're using women to do it. And so we have women on Bernie's side who are, are pushing back against that. And Cristobal and Anna Kasparian are leading the way. You probably have heard, if not from the Bernie or Buzz show, you've probably heard from other places that Elizabeth Warren has mounted a sneering, snarling, elitist attack against Bernie. And if you hear me say it, you'll think, oh yeah, well, he's just biased. And, and we're all biased in one way or another. But let's hear how Crystal describes what's going on with Elizabeth. Well, as we head into the final debate before Iowa, we all watched as a sordid and disgraceful tale unfolded in the Democratic primary. Sordid and disgraceful. That's a good lead-in, but it gets, it gets better. Mary, it all started yesterday morning when CNN published a report that in a private conversation over a year ago, Sanders told Warren that he didn't believe a woman could beat Trump. Bernie himself... So why is this private conversation from over a year ago just now being discussed? Is it possibly because Elizabeth is smelling the desperation of her failing campaign? came out swinging, calling that a lie, saying in part, it's sad that three weeks before the Iowa caucus and a year after that private conversation, staff who weren't in the room are lying about what happened. What I did... That's what Bernie said. He pushed back. He called it a lie. Bernie himself came out swinging, calling that a lie, saying in part, it's sad that three weeks before the Iowa caucus and a year after that private conversation, staff who weren't in the room are lying about what happened. What I did say that night was that Donald Trump is a sexist, a racist, and a liar who would weaponize whatever he could. Do I believe a woman can win in 2020? Of course. After all, Hillary Clinton beat Donald Trump by 3 million votes in 2016. Shamefully, Warren's team refused to comment on that initial story that was sourced to four people who weren't in the room, a story that looked very obviously to have been planted by her team with her knowledge. That's, that's another thing that's going on. Manufactured consent. So we need Americans to think a certain way. We need the whole world to think a certain way. If we're oligarchs, if we're the masters of everything, if we're the ones who own the corporations, own the land, own everything, 
as George Carlin would put it. We we need other than just doing it the way monarchs do, the way kings do. We've got um, their model is to have a big ass army and probably to have if if there are still monarchies and there still are have some smaller group that's like the CIA, like or like the mafia, that's kind of the same thing. And they control us through force. But if it's not a monarchy, but it's an oligarchy, then the oligarchs have to get our consent. And so then they employ people to help us think the way they want us to think and to behave the way they want us to behave. For the masters to rule us the way they did when there was just slavery or indentured servitude or or when the kings owned the land and the peasants worked the land. It's still happening just like that, but instead of them just giving us orders, they use political analysts, they use uh, thought leaders, they might even be athletes. They use, they use people who are famous, people whose names we know, and they tell us what to think that way. Instead of just issuing orders, they use propaganda to manufacture our consent. And so they get us to say things like build the wall or immigrants are hurting us. They, they teach us these things. They're carefully taught these ideas that we, that we buy into or not. And so the more successful the propaganda machine is, the more easily controllable we all are. And so you've got people duking it out over what we're supposed to think. And they're famous. We know their names. Crystal has... Uh, how many subscribers? 206,000. That's that's not like PewDiePie who has 100 million, but but still, Crystal Ball has quite a few people listening to her and watching her, and she's telling us not to think what MSNBC is trying to get us to think. And Crystal gets paid too, but but she seems if if we we're going to watch a little bit more of this, she is incensed she is enraged she is livid you can see her how how angry she is and she's angry at elizabeth warren who is is stooping very low here and she's mad at other pundits mostly women who are trying to make this stick this horrible vicious attack on bernie they're trying to make it stick and they're trying to make people believe it and then the masters the ones who who manufacture all of this consent, their their propaganda works on us. That's where it all comes down to. It comes down to the people with money trying to get the masses to think a certain way. And then we have a few people fighting against it. That's Crystal and um, also Anna Kasparian in a minute. I'm going to show you what she's saying. But this battle is for the hearts and minds and souls of the masses in the United States and, and the world over. Because the United States is the most powerful country, unless the United States leads in a good direction with climate change, for example, the whole world is going to suffer. The whole world could die. And the workers of the world, if the United States leads the way in minimum wage that's higher, fair treatment for workers, Medicare for all, uh, paid maternity and paternity leave, just, just a better standard of living... I'd say that that rising tide will lift all the ships the world over. The the masses, those who have worked the, the land for the king in the past and who are still working the land for the kings now, 
we'll have a better life if if we can figure out how to use the propaganda machine to our advantage. And that's why this Bernie or Bust show got started in the first place. We have so many people being paid by the masters to tell us what to think, and they throttle the traffic. They use algorithms, they do all kinds of things to make sure that alternative points of view don't get out. For, for us to successfully unrig the system and the propaganda machine, we're going to have to get our information from places other than MSNBC and CNN and Fox News and the New York, New York Times and WAPO and on and on. The people who are running the Washington Post are war contractors. That's that's another issue. But but one thing, you, you're looking at Bernie Sanders, who is not sexist, who has said since 1980 that a woman can be president, he tells children, he tells young girls, a woman can be president, girls, you can do this. He's been saying that for a long time. And so this this is a smear, this is an attack, and it's just desperation on Elizabeth Warren's part. And, and I'm trying to persuade you, as an independent, somebody who's not paid by the oligarchs, and, and so I'm trying to use the most persuasive arguments I can think of from the most persuasive kinds of people I can find. And, and Mike Figueredo also, uh, he, he has a little thing to say about it. So I'll shut up now. BuzzFeed's Ruby Kramer reported that it was Warren herself who was spreading this vicious rumor around. Demands for Warren to set the record straight grew, and finally the night ended with Warren issuing a statement saying in part, Bernie and I met for more than two hours in December 2018 to discuss our shared goals. Among the topics that came up was what would happen if Democrats nominated a female candidate. I thought a woman could win. He disagreed. I have no interest in discussing this private meeting any further. I have to say... This is one of the nastiest political attacks I have seen. Certainly the nastiest this cycle. Just consider that this man that Warren has just smeared, who's been fighting for women's rights for decades, is supposedly her longtime friend and ally. That you try to play the sexist card for your own political gain is as ugly and duplicitous as it comes. Moreover, the charge seems absurd on its face. Back in 2016, Sanders tried to convince Warren, who, by the way, is a woman, to run for president. According to Ryan Grimm and other reporters, a big part of the reason Bernie decided to jump in the race back in 2016 is because he felt there should be a progressive alternative to Hillary and Warren would not do it. What's more, didn't take long to unearth this clip of Bernie back in 1988, long before such a view was popular, proclaiming that, yes, he did believe a woman could win. The real issue is not whether you're black or white, whether you're a woman or a man. In my view, a woman could be elected president of the United States. The real issue is whose side are you on? Are you on the side of workers and poor people, or are you on the side of big money and the corporations? Now, on the other hand, on the matter of truthiness, Warren seems to have a penchant for embellishing her stories, to put it kindly. A certain ancestry flap comes to mind, claiming her kids went to public schools when they, in fact, did not. Questions that were supposedly not allowed to ask about whether she was really fired because she was pregnant, or how about that she's really with Bernie on Medicare for All. Further... Think of the hypocrisy of Warren, who pretended to be all up in arms over some extremely mild criticism in a volunteer script, who's been all about the unity and civility, blah, blah, blah. If you don't know what she's talking about with the volunteer script, we covered that a couple days ago. So just go back a, a day or two on the Bernie or Bus show 
and and other places too but i i think we described that pretty well so i'll i'll leave it there charge i have to admit I did not expect Elizabeth Warren to be behind the most vicious attack of the campaign. It is profoundly disappointing. Putting those emotions aside, though, I think this whole desperate incident reveals three important things as we head into a potentially pivotal debate tonight. So number one, Warren's internal polling must be at least as bad as the external polling. We talked about the Des Moines Register poll yesterday. A new California poll also shows Sanders surging after having appeared to have claimed almost all of Kamala's former supporters in the state. Pretty interesting. Warren is desperate to make something happen with the clock set to expire. Number two, Warren knows she can't go after Bernie on the issues because of all the candidates he's most trusted on the issues. That's why you see this BS sexism attack and attempts to paint him as divisive. It's the same reason Obama world's been coming after him on electability. There you go. So divisive means that Hillary supporters won't like you. For whatever reason, Hillary supporters, if, if they don't like Bernie, then it's Bernie's fault. And, and then the Obama world, Crystal is really good at at describing what's going on in Obama world. And Obama world overlaps a lot with Clinton world. And both worlds are working for the oligarchs or are themselves the oligarchs. And so when Obama world or Clinton world is doing something, it's always evil. It's always against the interests of regular people. Trump would love to run against him. They can't beat him on the issues, so they have to launch these spurious attacks. Number three, these people are so caught up in the D.C. bubble, they really can't even wrap their heads around how regular people actually think about Bernie. Because if you let cable news rot your brain all day, here's what you're going to learn. Bernie Sanders is anti-woman and makes my skin crawl. There's no reason to support Bernie Sanders other than sexism. And now you know what she's talking about. She's talking about Mimi Roca who said, Bernie Sanders makes my skin crawl. Bernie's angry and divisive and only really supported by Bernie bros. Just listen to how one supposedly neutral CNN reporter reacted to this whole fight yesterday. And I think the thing that really hurts Bernie Sanders about this is that, you know, it does kind of seem like something you could see him. Look at her face. Ah, she has that same cheeky, clenchy like a like a carnivore, she's about to chew up some somebody. Ah, it's just ugly. Yeah. Saying because he has had this gender problem historically, and that's the that's why I think if voters do believe it, if it's he's had this gender problem because you've made it up. You're saying, oh, Bernie and Bernie Bros. You're really you're really attacking Bernie through his supporters. But if you're looking at Bernie, he. His gender problem is you. You're, you're his problem. You're trying to make a problem where, where there isn't one. It sits with voters. That's why it would sit with them, because they already could have had this belief that Bernie Sanders has a gender issue. How could they already have had this belief? Because the oligarch's machinery, the propaganda machine, is teaching them to have this belief. You're trying to plant this idea and make it stick. That's how propaganda works. And you're a tool. You're a tool. You mean the gender issue that you imagined and willed into being? It's complete nonsense. So if that fact-free, anti-Bernie fantasy is your baseline, then sure, in your dark arts brainstorm, when you decide to smear Bernie as sexist, you think it's really going to land. You think it's really going to shake some of that progressive support loose to the benefit of Warren. To the benefit of Warren means to the benefit of the oligarchs. 
out in the real world, he's actually the best-liked candidate who has the most diverse coalition. And this nasty cheap shot looks like exactly what it is, ugly and desperate. Right. Okay, so Anna joins Cuomo to demolish Warren's attack on Bernie. Uh, answer the question for me. Uh, look, we knew they were in the same lane. They have to stop being friends. But this kind of fight the day before a debate, who wins? Uh, no, nobody wins a fight like this. <clears throat> um, but this is the kind of stuff that happens all the time. I know everybody wrings their hands and, oh, my Lord, and all this. This is just standard. We've got 21 days to go before the primary, the first caucus in the country. Uh, and there's six people in the race. So people are going to get bumped around. And this is part of that deal. Mm. Anna, uh, in a party that is mm. so into identity politics, um, putting out something that's better, diversity, you know, there's such big arguments within the party right now. This is not a garden variety shot. You said a woman can't win. That's a heavy blow. This entire situation is so incredibly disappointing and also incredibly stupid because in shutting down the conversation and saying that she refuses to talk about it any further, there are questions that need to be asked. What was the context of the discussion? Was he talking about it in the context of where the country is right now? And also, I would love to see anyone in the media hold Joe Biden accountable for literally saying the exact same thing publicly. No criticism, no backlash, none. And we also need to mention that Bernie Sanders encouraged Elizabeth Warren to run back in 2016. And there are multiple videos of Bernie Sanders dating back to the 1980s where he publicly spoke about how he believes a woman can win. And so all of this contextual information is incredibly important to the conversation. And unfortunately, it's being left out to paint a particular candidate as some sort of sexist yep. when the facts just don't bear that out. So Jacobin Magazine was right. January 13th. Brace yourself, Sanders supporters. It's going to get ugly. Norm Solomon also warned us in Common Dreams that it was going to get ugly. This is Branko Marcetic. Bernie's surging in the polls, so get ready. We're all about to be deluged by manufactured controversies. Manufactured is the word. I want, if I can propagandize, no, no. If I can teach, teach people how to avoid being propagandized. The word we need to remember is manufactured. Say it with me. Manufactured. This weekend, the Warren campaign, in concert with a media itching for controversy, tried to turn a non-story into a scandal and attack Sanders with a narrative recycled from Hillary Clinton's 2016 campaign. It was always going to get ugly in the final weeks. With Sanders surging in the polls and racking up progressive endorsements leading up to the first primaries and both rival candidates and the wider Democratic establishment openly admitting their nervousness about his very good chances of winning, the likelihood was high that Sanders was going to face a torrent of negativity. What may be surprising is who's joining in. Elizabeth Warren. Some mild jabs late last year aside, the two candidates have mostly avoided criticizing each other directly. In fact, last Democratic debate after Warren's attack on Pete Buttigieg's Wine Cave fundraiser backfired, with both he and the media criticizing Warren for having attended similar big money fundraisers in the past, Sanders came to her defense, hitting Buttigieg and Joe Biden, and pointedly not Warren, 
for their prolific fundraising from billionaires. Now it seems the gloves are off. The controversy started on Sunday when Politico published a leaked script allegedly, allegedly, given to Sanders' campaign volunteers instructing them how to talk to voters about the other candidates, particularly their electability. The offending passage on Warren reads, I like Elizabeth Warren. In fact, she's my second choice. But here's my concern about her. The people who support her are highly educated, more affluent people who are going to show up and vote Democratic no matter what. She's bringing no new bases into the Democratic Party. We need to turn out disaffected, working-class voters if we're going to defeat Trump. We've got new polls every day almost that tell us Bernie's ahead of Elizabeth. He's ahead of Joe Biden. He's ahead of Pete Buttigieg. He's the front runner. It's looking, in the last few days especially, like Bernie is the front runner all by himself. Knock on wood. So we've got to keep this going, and there's going to be pushback. And it's going to come through the oligarchic tools of mainstream media. In other news, exclusive poll. Just as many African Americans say they'd consider voting for Bernie Sanders as for Joe Biden. 56% of African American voters said they consider voting for Sanders in 2020, a statistical tie with the 54% who said the same about Biden. And this news is directly in contradiction to the manufactured consent of believing that Joe Biden is more electable than Bernie. They, they, the oligarchic tools, want us to believe that Joe Biden is more electable than Bernie because they can control Joe Biden and they can't control Bernie. Bernie's an existential threat. So this poll is in direct opposition, in direct contradiction to the idea that Biden is more popular with black voters. Now, I've, I've looked into this carefully, and what I've noticed is that there's a distinction between general election voters and primary voters. Now, primary voters are still behind Joe compared to Bernie. And, and that needs to change, and it will change, this is my theory, in South Carolina even, if Bernie wins Iowa and New Hampshire and, and then comes into South Carolina, the voters that are being surveyed in this poll are saying in the general election they would vote for Bernie as much as they would vote for Joe Biden. But... Getting him the nomination is the trick because the voters, the older voters who vote in primaries are more likely to vote for Joe Biden right now. But if we can explain this electability myth is a myth and that that African-American voters would prefer Bernie slightly in this poll, 56 to 40 to 54, then we, we can make the case we need him in the primaries, too. We need to vote for Bernie in the primaries. Younger black voters are for Bernie. And so, younger black voters, please talk to Boomer, Grandma, and Grandpa, and Mom and Dad, and, and let's get this, this Bernie train rolling. Let's get him on the tracks. Let's get him out of the station before the primaries. Just as many African Americans say they'd consider voting for Bernie Sanders as Joe Biden, according to a new Vice News Ipsos poll, suggesting Sanders might not have as much of a problem wooing black voters if he's the Democratic nominee as some have assumed. 
Fully 56% of African Americans said they'd consider voting for Sanders in 2020, a statistical tie with the 54% who said the same about former Vice President Joe Biden and significantly higher than any other candidate. Only 23% of African Americans said they wouldn't consider voting for Sanders, about the same number as the 24% who said they wouldn't consider for voting for Biden. So Bernie's ahead in the positive side and the negative side. Sanders does even better relative to Biden and the rest of the field among Hispanics, 47% to 37%. More Hispanics said they wouldn't consider voting for Biden, 37%, than for Sanders, 31%. So the positive side is ahead for Bernie and the negative side. Despite frequently being described as a socialist or too liberal, Bernie Sanders has as many, if not more, minority Americans considering voting for him as any other candidate. This goes along with the data by Thomas Piketty in Brahmin Left versus Merchant Right, the, the 2018 study, where he says that poor and poorly educated people prefer a democratic socialist, actually a social democrat in the European terminology, they prefer a leftist candidate to the more merchant kind of right candidate that they've been taught to, to favor in the last 60 or 70 years. The, the working class voters traditionally have preferred a leftist candidate, a labor aligned candidate, and then the, the merchant class, the, the rulers, have preferred more of a right-leaning candidate. And so we've got things backwards now, mostly because of the manufactured hate that has been coming out, teaching people to distrust each other, teaching white people to distrust black people, teaching everyone to distrust immigration. So we've got to get over this shit now. We've got to, we've got to stop the xenophobic mongering that, that is getting working class people to vote against their own interests. These numbers come from an online poll conducted by Ipsos for Vice News that includes extensive questions about what issues African Americans and Hispanic Americans care about the most ahead of the 2020 presidential election. Other major findings from our poll, as well as the full polling memo, will be released January 15th. Now, to, to wrap up with the tempest in the teapot, with, with the non-story, really, with Bernie and Elizabeth, let's get Mike Figueredo's point of view. Well, if you've just finished watching the debate, then maybe you missed this last snippet that took place at the end where Bernie Sanders tried to shake Elizabeth Warren's hand and she denied him a handshake. Take a look. That didn't look good. Now, if you'll notice, towards the end, she shook Pete Buttigieg's hand, but she didn't want to shake Bernie Sanders' hand. Petty. Disgusting. Disgusting. And she's doing this when the entire debate, she preached unity. What a great showing of unity, Liz. Now, for those of you who are... So why did she preach unity for the entire debate? She's echoing Hillary. She's trying to get this idea that we can't attack each other's positions on policy and we have to get together. I said that yesterday on, on the show is that she's trying to echo Hillary on the idea that unity means being a centrist. 
And and Elizabeth, as she says unity, she's also pivoting, and she has been pivoting towards the center, and she's still trying to make sure that the billionaire donors that she's going to take money from in the general election are okay with her. That That's the article I'll remember from the summer reading to you, that, that the oligarchs are okay with Elizabeth. They find her acceptable. Wall Street finds Elizabeth acceptable, but Bernie is still an existential threat. He's going to show this exchange again. Pay attention when they get to the end and Bernie puts his hands up like that. It's clear that Elizabeth is complaining about something or, or criticizing about something. Look at this picture from July when her and Bernie Sanders were teaming up to take on centrists like John Delaney. And now all of a sudden, Elizabeth Warren is trying her hardest to throw him under a bus and hurt him. All of the all of my favorite lefty pundits agree that Elizabeth is doing this on purpose to hurt Bernie. She could have done it a year ago. She could have complained a year ago. But now that her poll numbers are sinking again, now that she's coming into these first primaries behind Bernie, now is when she's trying to throw him under the bus. This is vicious. This is cruel. This is petty. This is heinous. All these words that we've been hearing. I made that last one. Heinous. It's heinous. And and this is Elizabeth being heinous. This is what this is what we can see now. She's showing her true colors. How disgusting this is. How low Elizabeth Warren was willing to stoop. Denying Bernie Sanders a handshake. Let's watch that one more time. <laughs> that didn't look good. Now, I absolutely hope that if anyone interviews Bernie or Warren or Tom Stair, that we get to know what they were talking about because they had an exchange that seemed heated and it looked like it didn't end well there. So I hope that we learn about what specifically they were talking about. Obviously, it was, you know, this spat that they've been having that was initiated by Elizabeth Warren because she's obviously getting desperate. But I mean, what do you say about this? What do you say about this? Let's do what Nathan J. Robinson says of Current Affairs, editor of Current Affairs. He says, it's time to unite behind Bernie. Whether it's party unity or just Bernie unity, if you really want to defeat Donald Trump, Elizabeth Warren fans, and Joe Biden fans, let's, let's get on the train sooner rather than later. And we won't have a contested convention, we won't have a brokered convention, and we won't have the oligarchs telling us who the candidate will be, as they tried to do last time, as they did last time. And again, we need help unmanufacturing consent. So if you want the straight poop, come to the Bernie or Bus show. Please share this video. P please share the whole series broadly. Find me on Facebook. We can have chats there. Tell me when I'm wrong. That'll be great. But in the meantime, we've got to stick together. We've got to get behind the only candidate who can save the planet, who can really speak up for the American working class. Get on board the Bernier bus train. Come get on board the Bernier bus train. Once you hear that clickety-clack, there ain't no time for turning back. Get on board the Bernier bus train.
The preceding episode can be viewed on the YouTube channel Bernie or Bust Television.